0: I say you will help me find a way to fill these empty hours Say you will come again tomorrow
1: Howdy everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 162 of Justified Pursuit Riding Shotgun,
2: as always, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. How are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Everything's great. Couldn't be better. Loving life. Not going to complain about any terrible allergens. Oh, thank God. I do have a mild headache. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much always the case, it seems. Probably have Mm -hmm. turbo cancer. Wait, no, I don't, because I didn't take any shots. Mm. are you excellent okay i couldn't be better so you got short the... with me and started threatening to go to the gym because both of oh, us yeah. were well because late. we were
1: supposed to record at noon and then i said hey i need five minutes because i was actually just leaving the gym and i was like i'm gonna be five minutes late and then i get on and i'm like where are you and then at you know twelve you're finally here And I was like, being sarcastic, I was like, should I go to the gym? You said I'm working on it. I was like, well, what does that even mean? Should I go to the gym? Maybe go for a run?
2: I don't know. Take a shower. That was more detailed than necessary, but I was going to ask a question, which Mm -hmm. is how often do you actually get to the gym these days?
1: Four days a week, probably. Plus, I play soccer once a week.
2: So you're getting legit five days of exercise a week? Yeah, I mean, for sure, five days. maybe two a days every now and then.
1: Yeah. Plus the bedroom gymnastics with the old lady your microphone just went out yeah i mean there, there's two options your microphone went out or you were just laying out on me because i was referencing the bedroom gymnastics and i was, it was doing were, that too were you just skating right through that like not yeah. even acknowledging it okay yeah right, what do you want me to do like applaud well, i want you to say well that counts too so then you're I'm probably getting like how seven, you typically go about it workouts a week How long it, long it takes well, they're short. Right? I mean, no, they doesn't. They don't take as long as like going to the gym. <laughs> Wish
2: they did. <laughs> I remember back when I used to work out four to five days a week consistently. Doesn't seem to be the case as much anymore. Might be close. Might be close to four if you count a thirty-minute sort of warm-up stretch type routine as a workout.
1: Yeah. Well, so I've started. Uh, I've historically done this, but. It's impossible for me some Tuesdays and Thursdays to get to the gym because I pick the kids up from school, and then boom, the girls' soccer practice is at 4.30, and soccer practice for Henry doesn't end until 7.30. So basically from 4 o'clock till 8 o'clock, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything. So I'll just take my workout stuff to the girls' practice and make it happen there. You know what I see when I'm doing that? No, I'm waiting. What? A bunch of fat parents that are just sitting there. I'm like the weird one because I'm like trying to exercise.
2: Yeah, good for you. Rising above. Mm. Um, what else? Super Uh, Bowl.
1: Yeah, yeah. Went over to my friend Luke's house for the Super Bowl, and it was a decent game, I suppose. The Devil won, though, surprisingly.
2: Surprisingly, I mean, it did seem like... I like, was okay. being sarcastic, me, right? God's honest truth, dude. I was being sarcastic. Listen, when it comes to the potential of the NFL being rigged, let's just call me on the fence. Mm-hmm. I won't put anything past anybody when you're talking about multi-billion dollar operations. Does that seem fair? hmm But I also will say it seems like it would be a tough thing to pull off well enough to like pick before the season who's going to win the whole thing. That seems like a stretch. But is yeah. there any doubt that games have been outcomes have been determined by crooked zebras over history? There's no denying that that's happened, that's documented, we know that, right? So Yeah. Maybe the truth is somewhere in between. But if you were going to script the outcome of this Super Bowl given the prominence of the you know, certainly the Taylor Swift storyline since mid season. Could you have scripted that game any better than they than it than it played out? Yes, you could have. Uh,
1: that would only have been if Travis Kelsey caught the winning touchdown.
2: Okay, fair enough. That would have been that would have been the I think it was just because he just sucked that bad that night. It was pretty good. Well he much was good non-factor. once he
1: shoved his head coach. <sighs>
2: Did he, did he, I mean, I saw he had like one long play. Did he really have much of an impact beyond I don't that? Know. He didn't do anything in the first half. And then he,
1: right. he, I don't think he actually physically pushed Andy Reid, but he was in his face and he bumped him. And Andy Reid's 70 and fat, a fat bastard. Right. And he lost his balance and it looked terrible. And you know sure what? Did. I actually put that on my business uh, Instagram page. And some people are like, well, you just don't know professional athletes. It just gets heated on the sideline. I'm like, I, I mean, I could have played college soccer. I played, I still play sports. I mean. The competitiveness is there regardless. I understand it's the Super Bowl. Guess what? When you're playing in a championship soccer game in high school, that's the Super Bowl. Your emotions are just as high. Dude. And you don't physically – You can't – You want These guys yell at their coaches, get in their faces. I get it. Okay. That wasn't acceptable when you and I were kids, and it damn sure wasn't acceptable when our parents were kids. Now you can actually touch the coach, which to me – that's like where you I draw the line. You want to get in their face and yell, I would sit your ass on the bench, but they're not going to do that. But when you actually touch the head coach, eh. I mean, Latrell Sprewell got suspended for at like 40 games or something for choking PJ uh,
2: Carlissimo. That was What's the next little... level, let's be fair. But sure. I there's so many things wrong with that, and anybody who defends it is... <sighs>
1: Oh, Chisholm, it was just, he was just being intense. He's just, you know, he's just the
2: competitor. To your point, that's a 70 year old man. He is probably among the top five, for sure, top 10 coaches to ever coach the game. Um, He is a soft spoken, mild mannered dude. Travis Kelsey, here's the the reality about Travis Kelsey. Fine, dude, there are. (laughs) Did you ever see Jerry Rice do that? Even close to that? No, right? But, like, you know me- what? No, Travis there- Kelsey
1: is it the red flags when you are when you're a white guy and you shave your head when you still can grow hair and then you pierce your ears with diamond studs? That's two red flags right there. His history
2: is riddled with bad decision making and just be in an insane behavior. I actually ended up reading an article. I don't even remember why or how I stumbled on it. It was probably from either SI or ESPN the magazine about him and his brother uh, just a couple weeks ago um going back to it was like an interview with five friends of theirs that they played with at this for the cincinnati bearcats in college mm. right they played on the same team together it was i think they had an was it his wasn't jason
1: though like somewhat normal and like trying to keep him out of trouble
2: yes the whole time yeah. yeah so jason big brother who's going to be a hall of famer you know i think center right for the for the eagles who just retired mm. was the way they described the two they couldn't have been more different jason kelsey was listening to country music And, you know, chewing tobacco and, (laughs) you know, apparently a real psychopath inside, you know, on the football field, though, like a a real psychopath. Yeah. But off the field, normal level-headed dude, guy's guy. And then Travis shows up. He's two years behind him. And he's into fashion and sneakers and hip-hop and, you know, and he got busted for smoking weed and lost a season of his life there and almost... His brother had to beg the coach to keep him on the football team. They Mm -hmm. begged, I think it was um, O'Brien, right? Um, Guy who went to Notre Dame for a little while, and now he just actually I saw. I don't remember who the coach was, but they begged him to keep him on the football team. And then even while he was suspended, they all lived in some house together. That the way they described it reminded me a lot of some houses we used to hang out with, hang out, hang around in college. And you know, one of the guys is sharing a story about the time his mom showed up and was like cleaning this filthy disgusting house that you know they all lived in together while they were out getting ready for game day and Travis doesn't get to hang with the team because he's not on the team and she busts him smoking weed in the room and he's just like hey and you know and then it's like and they walk to the game together and huh. you know like his brother was just like about to kick his ass like at every every second all the time to try to rein that goofball in and you well, know so then in his defense somehow
1: he's done really well in life is if that's what you because yeah, god blessed him if, to be a freak right if that's what you want to define success as success as like he's got all the money in the world he's dating the biggest pop star in the world so you would think eh, this dude has it all figured out and maybe he does but something tells me uh the amount of accolades he's racking up eternally ain't, ain't that many
2: Let's check in on Travis Kelsey in 30 years and see how he's doing. I'll just say yeah. that. Let's make a note of that. Okay. All right. Justified pursuit episode. Probably what? 6,000 by then or something like that. Let's <laughs> let's check in on Travis Kelsey and see if he's um, thriving, you know, like maybe, maybe. you know, somebody Taylor like, like Emmett a, Smith. Lots of kids by then. Maybe oh, some grandbabies, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: they've got a huge, a bright, bright future together. Did you know that the no Super Bowl it.
1: was the most watched TV event in history, ever? I mean, that happens
2: every year, isn't it? Is that a, uh, like is that you know, news? It's
1: the Taylor Swift effect. Unfortunately,
2: they break the record year. I don't. I bet you, if you look, no, back, it's up and down. Other, it's up and other, down. other,
1: it just depends on who's playing. Marginally by Swift like a percent, playing, dude. I mean, it's the most watched event in history, and that and it's because of her, not because of the product. But the, the top
2: field. like hundred of all time are all Super Bowls. Yeah, okay.
1: Well, this one this one set the new record, so that's all I'm saying. And it was because oh, yeah. she was there. Not because you know, little girls
2: care about watching the Super Bowl. There's like right. oh so here's our can devil, we devilish role model. Can we fly our mission accomplished banner then? I mean it sounds like they got exactly what they were looking for, right? Yes, they did, unfortunately. Did you see did I send you the little uh Twitter link of the video of her and Russ and Roger Goodell? Hamming it up before the game in the box. It's almost like they knew. They were talking about something, thing, though, and if they, they, were they
1: knew. It. And that game was fixed. They sure, they sure do a damn good job of making it look like it wasn't. To have it play out in overtime like that,
2: and well, that's why yeah. I was saying, was there anything you would have done different? And you're right, putting having Travis catch the winning, or at least the game tying, mm-hmm. something. You know, at like some some moment in the game that was more than just one long catch and run. Yeah, you know, he would have needed that to really
1: I was cheering maybe for the they just knew that would be too obvious Obviously, maybe things they... but I like the 49ers even more when I hear Brock Purdy giving all the glory to God Christian McCaffrey who's the probably the greatest white athlete on the planet right now uh I mean that he's a dinosaur a white running back are you kidding me and to be that good <laughs> they don't make the what I mean it comes from both of his parents played at Stanford his dad yeah. was a a wide receiver in the NFL for a long time, for like over a decade. Right. Speaking And then of, I saw even, this thing. I saw this thing and I don't, I didn't like validate wait, so, it. Wait, hold but on. I saw before this you, video. Did you know his grandfather won a silver medal in the Olympics running?
2: I'm not surprised. I mean, <laughs> clearly there's some serious bloodlines there. That. I remember reading about him one time and they were saying that in terms of just sort of dominance, you know, in, in their, in their spheres that, you know, to your point, his dad was, a Super Bowl champion starting wide receiver with John Elway for a long time, mm-hmm. but apparently his mom was a better athlete as a female athlete than his dad was. They say, um, I don't know how you measure that. Whatever. The nobody, nobody were
1: you saying that Christian because McCaffrey because also it's was not giving? documented because they don't, nobody watches women's sports.
2: So no, that's just opinion. <laughs> right, that's what I mean when I say I don't know how you measure that, but
1: you know we hate we hate on women's sports, but I think she you was have more four decry- daughters, and I have two daughters. You know what I love doing watching my daughters play sports, but that's where it ends for me. I don't want to watch any other woman play sports right. ever
2: because it's an inferior product and that's, that's i mean I even mean, if you don't understand that, then you probably have brain damage and almost certainly don't have kids mm-hmm. um are you saying that Christian McCaffrey was? Was giving all the glory to God. Yes. After the, okay, cool. I didn't. I didn't watch any yes. post game. So good. Good. Yeah.
1: Which made me like him even more. And he's won me a couple of fantasy football championships. So I we'll kind of have that thing. Love affair be a... with him. Do what? Oh, that was what. What I was gonna say is, so if the NFL is fixed, I'm gonna concern concern myself less and less with the outcomes of the games. But and that's why. And then fantasy football will just be that much better because the guy. I mean. Uh, they're still putting up the stats. You can't fudge that. The guy's going up and catching the ball with the defender on him. I mean, that's real. What happens on a play where the zebra throws a flag may or may not be real. I don't know. I'm not willing to concede that the game was fixed, but I'm not. I'm it, not. I'm not sure. You know what all leader. the woke people said in my family text chain, and and my buddies were half of them were like, you know, on the woke side of things. Oh, it's a fairy tale ending. This is so great. And I'm like, no, the fairy tale ending would have been if the 49ers with a a sixth round quarterback and something that is as obsolete as a ford pinto in the form of a white running back in the nfl I mean, I mean yeah that that would be that would be a fairy tale ending the texas rangers winning the world series was a fairy tale ending after knocking off the astros meh this, um, this, this team this team won their third title in 4 years that's that's not a fairy tale they're I'll just do doing that. business You've, you I will didn't say like my comparison of a white running back to a Ford Pinto?
2: Yeah, I mean he's one of the two or three best in the well, whole game. But, he yeah, has but been his they're whole like career, so, they're I, mean, I know they're he's a white guy, and it's and like, obsolete, right? So yeah, I mean it's a, it's a stretch. It's a stretch of an analogy. Well, give me a better. I'll, give I'll, me I'll, you I'll give me a it. better example. Uh I don't. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have one. But it, it's yeah. He's just a bad mf from what I can tell.
1: And he yeah, had uh, what yeah. 180 yards of total offense. And and my my takeaway from the 49ers was he should have had 250. Like they should have just given him the ball more. George Kittle sure as hell didn't help. I saw he had like four yards. Yeah, he was MIA. Yeah, but the Chiefs' defense like batted every ball. It seemed like Purdy threw at the line of scrimmage.
2: So I'll give him credit for that. They played. They played well. I actually watched like till halfway through the third quarter, and then I went home and I was in bed before the touchdown that won it was scored. But, mm. um, nobody's surprised that you were in bed. I think we're all more surprised
1: that you actually watched until the third quarter.
2: The friend from church invited me over, so I figured yeah, I could go be social. Um, but let's get to the most the important point. part, since the whole thing was about Taylor anyway. Yeah, which is. You saw the video. Name. I sent it to you, right?
1: Taylor's a uh, terrible, maybe.
2: Okay, so in our last episode, as we closed out, <clears throat> we talked about whether or not there's any basis for the notion that Taylor may be dabbling in witchcraft. Well, um, the name of the show was something something in the Swift Witch, right? And by the way, it had it seems to have had the most watched most uh, listens that we've had uh, in really? quite a while. Huh. Yeah. Um particularly like we have a, about a 50 that listen the day it drops and then then we get another spike on like Mondays and Tuesdays. So then it's like are there you know a lot of there's a lot of zeros and ones in 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 between but there was been like there were like 5 a day from the day after it dropped until Tuesday where it jumped back up again. And this and- is all on Apple Music. This is on the system that we use Blueberry. Yeah, yeah. So this barrier, is total downloads. Is. So we're getting, supposedly like, total
1: downloads, yeah, 200 a show.
2: Uh it was that high at a time. Now it's more like 100, but that falling off corresponded with when Apple changed the way that they report their metric on it, mm-hmm. which was to like dethrottle like it, everybody that does <laughs> podcasting said their Apple statistics fell off a of cliff. So
1: any potential sponsors out there, we we're about uh half as good as we used to be. So just keep that in mind.
2: It's just opportunity, baby. We can we we can rebuild.
1: We're <laughs> getting back to the point. I think the show's better than it used to be anyway. So who cares what the stats say? <clears throat> so Taylor has
2: a posse that hangs with her at these games. A lively looking bunch of sprightly looking people. The degenerates. Um, hmm? degenerates. 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 Yeah, they, they look fairly degenerate. Ice, ice? Right. Some I think I think chick. It's a lady, right? <laughs> Presumably, Ice Spice.
1: <laughs> I and mean, what,
2: what I an mean, original
1: name too! What are you trying to knock off the Spice Girls? I thought it was a Spice Girl at first. I just assumed there was an icy Ice Spice. You I mean, can but, at least be original with your name, lady. He, she, they was really. dressed like a Catholic priest, so I, really, I, I, it's a, I think it's a lady, right? I looked what what, up. what gave it away—the upside-down crucifix.
2: Yeah. Well, first, so so. They cut right. to this shot, which, again, so much of this seems so staged. I guess it was it right after a score. It wasn't the end of the game, was it? Yeah,
1: it was right after a score. And they show Taylor, and she's like, I guess I got to chug, chug my drink.
2: It right. So she scripted. slams her whole beer and, like, she chugs a whole beer and then slams it down. And, of course, that got a certain level of, you know, Taylor hate. It's like, oh, great role model, which I tend to agree with, you know. But – yeah, on the 200. same
1: vein in the same vein jason kelsey does it and everyone's like whoa jason's so awesome
2: i don't think it was <laughs> awesome i think that shotgunning guy's a total beers douchebag.
1: Eh, I, I sounds like it. a drunk
2: idiot cool. too, when he starts singing viva las vegas and uh, they're match made in heaven hmm. i have this question when so you were watching it live when it happened i guess
1: at the, the game yeah, i was watching it over my buddy i mean
2: house. do you remember when she sl- slammed the beer I mean So ish, my my yeah. question is what what I was what I received was um But like what we're video. gonna talk
1: about I didn't notice
2: at all. Well that's kind of my that's part of my point. First of all, it'd be the kind of thing I don't know that I would notice until it was shown. Mm-hmm. What I saw the day after the game was something from Twitter X, a video of that moment and in the center of the frame, so in, in the video I got Which Mm -hmm. and my point is like I want I want to know if it was cropped. Was Taylor in the center in the scene where she slams the beer after the score? And this Ice Spice. Weirdo Ice Spice is off to the left, but then there's another person to the left of that, some other dude. So it very much looks from the X online video version of it that the middle, the person in the center of the frame is Ice Spice. And Taylor's off to the right. Now, but let's be fair, that could be right wing media cropping it. However, that's they what want I'm saying. To, they, they want to center the, it. The, 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 the gist of the video I received was hey, look at Taylor. Yeah, slamming a beer and hanging out with Satanists. Right. And this person, Ice Spice. Dude, what can we that? take like a five minute break? I really need to take this. <laughs> Killing me. Sorry, dude. And we're back. Yeah.
1: Sorry. That's two strikes against you, where were we?
2: Tell you, what, man. <laughs> you figure out how to how to put us in a place where this thing can take precedent over everything else, and that'll never happen again. Deal? we were talking about we were talking about Taylor's Satan friends. So in our last episode, we dabbled in her uh, lyrics, which seemed to include some witchy language. And then, so we were and talking I was about- kind of
1: like, yeah, you're kind of a conspiracy theorist here. Well, you are traditionally the conspiracy theorist of the two. Not that it takes much to talk me into these things, right?
2: <laughs> less and it, less. Some of them, less <laughs> and less every quarter. It seems. Some of them are
1: pretty obvious from the get go. And I'm like, oh yeah, I believe that. Or I've, I already am thinking that. But like thinking Taylor Swift was a witch never really crossed my mind because I never I guess paid paid her much attention to be frank. I just was like, oh, it's a pop star, I don't care.
2: Whatever. Right. Well, I want to circle back to that, but the point here is that what was making the rounds on Monday after Super Bowl was that video of her slamming that beer and right next to her, which again, I'd love to know who was actually featured in the center of the frame. Hmm. Was this Ice Spice character, like I said, wearing something that looked very much like like Catholic priestly, you know, garb. Yeah, and said garb was designed by none other than
1: Balenciaga, the uh, pro-pedophilia fashion designer. I'll put the photo up on our, our write-up or our show synopsis so you can just... Check it out right there. I'll put the photo up on our, our write-up or our show synopsis so you can just... Check it out right there.
2: Right. So they, they <laughs> he, she, they, looks to the left, clearly at a big screen, because then they immediately look forward and they start doing these little, what you might at first think look like, you know, like UT UT, Longhorn hand signs, right? But she does it in a very particular kind of way. And she looks all sassy doing it. And then she takes this chain around her neck and she holds it up to make sure to show off the upside down cross hanging from it while she shakes her head at the camera. Mm -hmm. now to your point about conspiracy theories and the kind of weird rabbit holes i've gone down in the last few years i have learned since 2020 that um the pop industry is full of these types of things that there's all sorts of symbolism and imagery about illuminati type stuff occultism type type stuff paganism type stuff wiccan type stuff satanism type stuff and the little uh symbols she was doing with her hands is you know according devil to horns. wikipedia devil horns and you know anybody who's familiar with any of this stuff yeah it's devil horns mm-hmm. um specifically according to the wikipedia entry it's used by wiccans wicca witches um what
1: would your the, the
2: horned god as they call it
1: buddy that you brought up last week what would he say now <laughs> this is who's so. Who, this is who Taylor's hanging out with, right? A, gr- a, a girl, a girl. I don't right. know. Whatever. I not just that is. they're
2: collaborators. They've done. They've done. They've Dude, we'll cut albums to together. We'll get to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, but this thing is up there flashing devil horns and making sure everyone notices her upside down crucifix. So I want to ask you: Do you know the history of the upside down crucifix? Because I, I was I looked into it today. And I knew biblically, like wh- wh- I knew a person that was crucified upside down, Peter, right?
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So Peter was crucified upside down. Did you know which emperor crucified him or had him killed? Uh, no,
2: Nero. I would have guessed. I the I, fiddler. I, I, on I didn't the roof, know, right? but I for some reason Nero came immediately to mind. Isn't he
1: the like fiddler before. on the roof? Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's so Bar- weird well, because you Nero learn Fiddle about Nero in. Let's just say
1: ninth grade history, right? We're learning about the Roman Empire. Never do they mention anything about Peter in history class, right? You have to learn that at church.
2: Isn't that funny? Have we talked about that? How you learn in junior high in public school about about the ancient Greek and Roman Greek and Roman gods, but nowhere at all in public school do you learn about any of Jesus? Very weird, right? Yeah. It's just history, that's all. So They're just teaching you history. So
1: so I'm forty two years old. Went to church my entire life. Very immersed in um, biblical history. And so, I, of course, I knew Peter was crucified upside down. I didn't know it was Nero because I never knew the time frame connected. it. It's right. probably in the Bible. I just didn't, I didn't connect the dots. But I was like, oh, Nero's a fiddle on the roof. So he blamed the Christians for Rome burning. And that's why he was like, you're getting crucified, Peter. And Peter said, well you can't crucify me upright because I'm not worthy of the same treatment of my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. So do me upside down. So he did. So historically the upside down crucifix in Christianity was a humble homage to St. Peter and Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure that was not what I spice was getting at. Right? So in the last 50 years, just the last 50 the last 50 years has kind of started with death metal bands who adopted the upside down crucifix and you could say slayer or who i don't even know if slayer is one of them but you know upside upside down crucifix death metal which have a lot of history with satanism they don't they don't hide it this isn't this is not a conspiracy this is like real life like they don't hide that stuff um
2: definitely going to be getting a text after this one (laughs) so so
1: that's a that's where it originated And in today's culture, uh, the symbol of the upside-down cross is one of atheism, humanism, and the occult. Movies such as The Conjuring and The Omen have used it uh, to signal demonic activity. So in popular culture, um, an inverted pentagram is more often seen as an homage to Satan. And anti-Christian sentiments i.e mocking righteousness mocking right. righteousness There as that, right that there. will right i'm yeah. over here chugging a beer cool my friend's over here saying hey look at me go satan you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah showing and off her what's what's front and
1: cross. center in the biggest tv production of all time
2: yeah and that was just one moment um I actually caught this because now that I'm aware of it, I do see it from time to time, but the halftime show, there was a moment where usher. So, um, if you look at the statue of like statues of the Baphomet, the goat horned, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, demigod, pagan, God, Baphomet. Yeah. They, uh, one of the symbols of paganism that is also kind of a motto of the church of Satan or a, a concept from the, you know, from Satanism is this idea of as above, so below. Um, and I don't fully, under, you know, I'm, I'm going to be painting in broad strokes as normal here, but as I understand it, it's sort of like this appeal to the spirit realm that, that, uh, you know, here on earth, we have the same, you know, powers that we'd be granted the same powers as the spirits above and below. Right. And it all be the same, basically, right? That so, in other words, sort of like manifesting like higher and lower spiritual forces here mm-hmm. uh in the earthly realm. Right. And so it's this picture, it'll be the Baphomet with like two fingers up towards right. the sky and two fingers down. Well, there was definitely a moment where Usher, I don't remember seeing his fingers necessarily. It was when he had those weird gloves on that were glowing. Remember that? He had these like electric gloves on that were big honest, were, the halftime show and, was something that i paid the least and he attention. went up and down up and down with his hands for a second in the midst of all the other all the other dancing i yeah, bet there were probably after he was grinding on alicia keys after after that and yeah. to be frank though that seemed
1: like the least smut filled halftime performance i can remember in recent memory like i was like i oh, agree that, by that and large tame. playing a bunch of <laughs>
2: hits from our childhood i was like hey i, I I'm kind of digging this, you know. I like that when they brought out ludicrous and all that stuff, but you know, when you know what these hand symbols and gestures mean, right? And you know that these people are actually—I think there was even a moment where he covered one eye, which that's an Illuminati thing, right? Mm -hmm. One eye. Um, that's why it's on the dollar bill—the all-seeing eye of Horus above the pyramid. Anyway, dude, when you kind of are aware that some of these things are happening, and then you watch them do it, you're like. Well, that's not good. Um, getting back to your question about my buddy. <laughs> I did hear back from him after our conversation last week. Um, we uh hashed a few, a little bit of it out. Um, I'm not trying in any way to condemn him. And that wasn't intended to be an argument against him as much as an educational moment for the show. Um and we talked about this a little bit. In fact, he told me at the end of the conversation he didn't make it all the way to the end of the call. The, I mean, of our show, because he didn't notice where we were talking about, like, what do we do with our kids? Like, because my, my I'm not sitting here saying you can't let your kids listen to Taylor Swift. That's not possible. Right. But it's you know worth, I thought
1: about doing that after. I. So I'm going to show you a clip here in a second. And I'm like, cool. I'll be damned did, if Taylor that was, Swift is going to be played in my house. But then I'm like, what? you know what's going to happen? my kids are just going to rebel. They're going to be like, now we have to listen to Taylor Swift when dad's not around. And as the older they get, are they going to not listen to Taylor Swift? No. So I think you just have to educate them on what she is and what the lyrics mean. And if they still want to listen to her, that's fine.
2: Let me, let me, right. Let's, I'll just put a quick bow on my buddy and then let's dive into that aspect. So, so we had our dialogue last week. Um, and then on Monday I see this first thing in the morning and I flipped it over to him and I was like, Okay, dude, check out this video. Taylor's homegirl is doing devil horns and then showing off her upside down cross. And all he responded with was, I'm super busy. I can't in- get into it, but this is not good. <laughs> like, fair <laughs> enough, bro. Um, yeah. Getting back to this, what do you do about it idea? And I haven't had a chance to show Riley and Charlotte yet, but I absolutely plan to.
1: I haven't shown Aaron yet, but she's first on the list. Oh, that the, the, so the, the Ice Spice video- thing?
2: So did yeah. y'all talk no, no, about no, not
1: from the Super Bowl? I haven't showed her the the music video that they collaborated on is more damning than the Super Bowl. I'm gonna really? have you seen that? No. Oh, good, perfect. Watch this the Ice Spice
2: and Taylor Swift's video is extremely.
1: This is from Witchy a, Pagan. Yeah, dude. This is from a video that they made. They collabed on called Karma. Oh. And I'm gonna go. just play you the first 20 seconds of it. And, and I'm gonna try to show you on the screen so you can see it.
2: Turn it, turn it sideways for me. Turn. It. Oh yeah, nice. Did you see that? I'm gonna
1: and I'll freeze frame it here, and I'll also put this on our.
2: Yeah, was that a goat horn mask or a ram horn yes, mask or some kind?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. So she's wearing the. Uh, what is the the uh... baphomet? Baphomet. Yeah. Basically, she's wearing um, a baphomet. Oak the baphomet helmet mask. The head.
2: mask on right
1: and the second scene of this music video where the first she's like i don't know looking like an angel and then in, just flips to her with all of these people bowing before her did you catch that yeah,
2: yeah the, when you were first showing it to me it was real bright and yeah uh, but then as you got closer and zoom we'll watch in, it just one see. more time bro. turn it sideways though so it fills the screen there you go Okay, she's wearing some sort of golden goddess outfit in the Scales of Justice, I think, is that what that was. And then now, yeah, she's yep, definitely got goat horns on her head. Takes those off, and she's all creepy looking without them. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's yeah. bowing and waving at her. Yeah. Pretty uh, damning, I would say. I don't know how you... I mean, how is that defensible? <laughs> I mean, the only defense you could have to it would be something like... It's just a music video. She probably doesn't even know what that stuff means. Or even something like she's like mocking those of us who take issue with it, which is what all the articles like Rolling Stone has an article today talking about how, you know, conservative Christians have made, you know, found every reason they can to complain about the Super Bowl from Taylor chugging a beer to her friends, quote, they call them devil horns to Travis Kelsey's mm. outfit, the blah, blah, blah. care less about the beer chugging. All I know less, dude whatever. is if you're in the entertainment game, I might chug a beer tonight. I haven't decided yet. And you've got witch lyrics and you're putting on a Baphomet hat and your friend is using devil horns and wearing an upside down cross and you're not actually a pagan witch or trying to be. I mean, that would be like me saying, okay, I'm a Christian but I'm gonna run around just for fun, just to make jokes, wearing some kind of satanic shirt with like an upside down pentagram. To your point, but I'm like, I don't really mean it. I don't really mean it. It's yeah. just a shirt I like.
1: Where there's where there's smoke, there's fire. And if they are doing stuff like that, or or hanging out with those people, if that's who, if Ice Spice, the ripoff of the Spice Girls, is your BFF, and she, that's what she's doing is making goat horns. Devil horns and wearing an upside down crucifix. Well, why are you hanging out with that person? Oh, wait, here's your music video where you're doing the same thing.
2: Oh, now right. I get it. Okay. Well, and you know, the funny thing is like, you know what's there's nothing, it's not even creative. That stuff is so ubiquitous, dude. They're doing the same, all these gestures that I'm talking about, dude. Watch every, you know, Super Bowl halftime show for the last 30 years watch pretty much every music you know pop culture music video out there all of this stuff is pervasive and ubiquitous through all of no, it right i, I don't think that's so. she's fair.
1: you can't be like oh tom petty played the super bowl and they were doing
2: satan stuff out there
1: maybe they were but i i don't i, don't I mean
2: okay to your point we'd have to go back and look but i would i would bet money there's some symbolism in there somewhere maybe it's not as overt right it's like it's like um little nas x right little nas x has just jumped the shark with it right where he's like lap dancing for Jesus and crazy mm. stuff. Right. Mm. A lot of this stuff is way more subtle. You know, maybe they've got a checkerboard, uh dance floor that they're dancing on. Maybe you know, or don't know that it checkerboard is a, is a, is a, um, um, what are they? A Mason, a Masonic slash Illuminati symbol thing. Um, you might look at that and say, well, it's just a checkerboard, whatever, dude. But, mm. Then again, there's history there. There's documented history there. That's there is pretty symbolism. Compared to what was on display. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would bet even the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers act you're talking about, if I'm, hell, I might even take it up as a research Friday just to see, but
0: maybe Check not. Maybe Check not. Maybe not every single. Played. one.
2: Maybe not every single one, but Baphomet horns and pointing up and down at the same time and devil horn hands and upside down crosses. Maybe they don't actually believe it. That doesn't mean they're not doing the devil's bidding anyway, dude. Well, here's the, I didn't even
1: show you this. This is the the actual lyrics to that song. It says, uh, the the chorus is, because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma is a relaxing thought. So the second part of the chorus,
2: karma is a god. So I've been referring to her as a witch, and maybe that has a certain. But she's just innocent
1: little Taylor.
2: She's Can I revise that and make it more clear that she's a pagan, just like everybody in this country now that doesn't honor and worship the one true God. No. of Jesus.
1: It's so convenient like, now because hey, well, yeah, I'm endorsing Biden because I'm a pagan, and clearly he. Isn't the Catholic he claims to be? Because how do you say, "Oh yeah, I'm a Catholic"? Also, let me support full term uh, abortion
2: in the same breath. We should put a bow on what to do with our kids here, and then move on to things like Biden and mm-hmm. the corruption of our United States yeah. and so, the Trump cases that are falling apart.
1: That's what I'm going to do with my kids: is just educate them and say, "Hey, that's not my favorite," and I, I really don't want to be around it. If you're listening to it, but I'm not going to tell you what to what. I'm not gonna put my foot down and say you can't listen to that.
2: Because I don't think that's gonna be productive. I agree. I'm not gonna do it either. But I'm gonna tell them this lady's trying to practice witchcraft. I'm gonna show them what her little friend did at the Super Bowl. And I know my daughters at this point, my older two, they're gonna be like, Ooh, I don't like that at all.
1: Yeah. Because they're Mine's very not aware quite at that age. Aware
2: and awake to the battle of good and evil that's, that's happening all around us, whether we see it or know it or not. Mm. Yeah. All right. So there it is. So, so you haven't followed up with Aaron at all since our last conversation? About oh, it. no, no. There
1: was definitely a little bit of an argument leaving the Super Bowl when because I was on Team 49ers and people were like, why, you're a Cowboys fan? And I was like, well, I just don't like Taylor Swift. Well, why? And I didn't get into the whole she's a witch because that was – it was mixed company. It would have just been me and my brother on an island. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. and that's uh, a very awake was, island. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't the island I wanted to be on among friends <laughs> and family. It, right. So um, I just said, well, I just said, I don't think she's a very good person. And I left it at that. And then everyone's like, and then, I don't know, got into, devolved. But I, I didn't go all the way down the rabbit hole with them. So.
2: I really want to hear what Aaron thinks of that little mini video of her no, Satan no. buddy next to her.
1: Oh, and, and the official music video that
2: she made with her Satan buddy? All, all the above. <laughs> and you should probably share that article about all of her witchcraft lyrics and being yeah. begged to be burned at the stake and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so one other Super Bowl note. Did you stand for the Black National Anthem?
2: <laughs> no, I was in transit at the time. Uh-huh. Would you have? No. Okay,
1: of course not is idiotic there's but being
2: one. perfectly fair if i'm sitting watching the national anthem being played on the tv in my house i'm not standing up for it i'm not gonna lie that wasn't the point <laughs> of the question did you right but seriously like i, I bet there's some people it. who I are didn't like, even notice that up. it was happening and if right. i would have i wouldn't have
1: i would have probably sat down
2: in protest right. just be like
1: but maybe, i mean like there's one if national if the anthem, anthem is every, playing on television person.
2: if the national anthem is being played on television do you feel the need to stand up in your own house i definitely put my hand over my heart for sure okay for sure But But if
1: I'm I'm aware that that song is being played, I'm I'm uh, paying attention to it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Biden's done. They let him destroy himself with his speech, uh, where he was responding to questions regarding his mental faculties. And you know, true to his dementia-ridden state, he took the bait. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come out and defend myself." Maybe not the best idea. I don't know.
2: Dude, he doesn't have ideas. <laughs>
1: like Well, the so so the puppet people that are supposed to be protecting him, that's the point, right? They're, yeah, but, they're throwing him to the wolves now. They're do like, you we agree we with me, me with you?
2: That that yesterday that last week was the the initiation of the, the final takedown. Yes, dude. He's like got, the he's whole done. thing was plotted.
1: So one of my He'll finish favorite- his term and that th- they'll say, you know, sometime in the next two months, be like, you can't
2: run. And it might be Kamala might be the one that says it. The only thing I'm left wondering right now is like, okay, so the dude's demented. We all agree. He's Mm -hmm. senile. we've talked about how, as people succumb to dementia, you can't, they're, they're not, they, it's so funny to listen to some people like at national review, like in this course of the same conversation, talk about how he's clearly slipping. He's got memory issues. He's succumbing to dementia, like symptoms. And then talking about how, um, you know, he must be thinking X, y, and Z strategically. And I'm like, Do no, you realize it?
1: So it's the same exact, so okay, it's the exact opposite of Trump. Trump is thinking about that,
2: and Biden is not thinking about anything. So we all know that he hid a whole bunch of uh, confidential top secret in some instances, documents at his house, at an office he had in d c, at an office that he had at University of Pennsylvania. Some of these go back to his time at the Senate, and it's worth noting that if you're a senator, you don't get to take confidential information home. Did you know that? I, I also <laughs> know that this report is very damning and that he potentially could have outed
1: CIA <laughs> uh, informants. I mean this the report is way worse than anyone realizes. way worse. yeah and he should be he should be tried for it 100 percent. Well, right, said, so, well, so the DOJ's like, no, he's a mentally he's a feeble old man, he can't do it. But also he's still fit to be president. So it's like, well, which one is it? And
2: right. So when the news tells you, first of all, that his situation is far better than Trump's because like supposedly he cooperated with the feds. First of all, Trump, Trump was, was the president of the United States and had constitutional authority to declassify any single document in the United States. That's not related to nuclear technology. There are arguments that he has to file certain paperwork and get approval, but that has never been ratified through the Supreme court. And I believe it would be struck down that it's not constitutional to limit the president to deep state oversight. That's the whole point of him having that power to prevent the deep state's corruption. But either way, So, fine. He was the president. He took some stuff. They came. They searched through his stuff. He said, this stuff needs to be put in a skiff inside Mar-a-Lago. He said, fine. He put it inside of a locked and secured and supervised skiff. And then they raided him anyway six months later to create a political stunt. Meanwhile, Joe took confidential information as a senator, which he was not allowed to do. When you're reviewing confidential information in Congress, you go to a skiff at the Capitol or a Senate office building, and you review it, and then you leave it there, yet he was taking it home with him. Then as vice president, he was also doing the same. Now, there he was allowed to take it home with him, but not allowed to keep it, and he had no authority under any circumstances in either position to declassify a damn thing. Right. Now, he's the president of the United States, and it comes out right after Trump gets busted. Oh, he's got like 15 years worth of documents going back to the Senate at no point in which did he have authority in the Senate case to even have taken it out of the Capitol, let alone to have declassified it or as the VP. Yeah, he could carry it around, but he couldn't declassify it yet somehow. Well, he cooperated, so it's better. Hmm. And the whole, and so the whole, to your point, the document is extraordinarily damning because it makes it abundantly clear. He did all these things. He copped to all of it. In fact, when he was
1: mentally competent,
2: he was writing a memoir Ghost writing a memoir with a ghostwriter, and apparently was recorded during his interviews with the ghostwriter, saying, "Here I have these classified documents. Let's go through these." And that dude deleted that once this thing became an issue, but only because of like forensic technology that allowed them to recreate de- deleted files were they able to confirm, no, actually, that, a- that happened, not only happened, but he said specifically, check out these confidential fires, but he shared with his ghostwriter, that dude hasn't been charged with the obstruction of justice for deleting these files, or attempting to delete these files, but the outcome that the special prosecutor, who Merrick Garland, the attorney general appointed by jo- Joseph R. Biden, selected to pro to take a look at this case his outcome was yeah he did all this and he committed a crime and he really probably should be tried for it but i don't think there's a jury we could put together that would convict him because they're going to see him as a what did they say a a good-meaning feeble old man with mm. a bad memory right Dude, i don't give a damn couldn't you couldn't did. remember when his son um um, not Hunter. Um, what's the other son's Bo. name? Bo Biden died, which mm-hmm. everybody who's been paying attention to Joe for a while knows that. No story Joe likes to tell more than you know stories about the, dying his in son when it's you when it's useful to him politically. I said the other day, remember that I I think he actually believes that yeah. his son died in Iraq. I think well, this, this was, is further evidence of this. He doesn't yeah. even know when he died. Listen to
1: this though. Why you know, he died. there's red states. There's blue states.
0: When I said, uh, when I we pushed all these programs, I said, I'm going to be a president for everybody whether you live in a red state or a green state.
1: Now there's green states.
2: Yeah, it's the where cannabis is legal. Um, didn't remember when his term of office as VP ended. No. He was literally declared by special counsel attorney Robert Hur to be incompetent to stand trial and therefore could not be charged, even though he's guilty of these crimes. And that was allowed to be made public by his own department of justice. And then to your point, they run him out there and they let him further prove it by acting like a roided up, you know, gorilla for five minutes. And then watching. Did you, did you see how, like from the beginning of the press conference last Thursday night to the end, he went from all fiery, like he's been whenever they jack him up with, Whatever drugs those are mm-hmm. that they give you for Alzheimer's to by the end of it, he was talking like Listen this. Listen to this. No,
0: Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced I did it. It was me. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side.
2: does Mexico have to do with Israel and Gaza? Right. Yeah. Right. So in so he screws that up in the course of that, of even that press conference. He's trying to talk about his son's death and how he wears the crucifix that his son gave him from Our Lady of, is it an upside down one
1: out of curiosity? Our Lady of, because he can't remember. Apparently right. it was Our Lady of Guadalupe that the, uh, but he just, he just came from, didn't continue the sentence because it just went off into Neverland with his thoughts.
2: Yeah, so so he proves the whole case, and now the White House is simultaneously trying to argue first of all that there was no that the, that this there was a total vindication. It's like no, it wasn't. You're lying. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. What it said was he was too feeble and senile to stand trial and get a conviction. Which I think they did. So
1: they, if well, they one, he bad. is right. He is mm-hmm. too feeble to go to trial because he wouldn't even. That's know why I'm saying do. it was a takedown, but, dude. But number two. The report is so damning, they know it can't go to trial. Uh, It's bad.
2: It's bad. Think about the pickle that they're, the pickle. Now they're in a position where they either try to claim that he's totally cognizant and they undermine the the exculpatory portion of the document, right? Which is that he can't stand trial because he can't remember things. Or they try to argue or they acquiesce to that. And then it's like, well, if he's not competent enough to stand trial, what the hell is he doing running the government? Right. right. That's yeah. the pickle that they're in, but it's the pickle they put themselves in. Old yeller time. The pickle that they put themselves in. Even Big Jill Biden yeller, acknowledged this thing talked about his, m- his memory issues, but said that, yeah, he lost his son. He feels it more than he remembers it. That mm. was her excuse for that. Yeah. Um, which is terrible tragedy. I'm not trying to downplay it. The... It's the takedown, dude. They ran it out there. Look at the articles since, man. The Times is legit reporting on it. The Post is legit reporting oh, on it.
1: Yeah. 100%.
2: Members of the White House staff and his attorney are trying to demonize and they're trying to claim Robert Hur is a political hack, which is hilarious because he was appointed by their own Department of Justice. But they're like, oh, well, he was appointed to the Department of Justice originally by Trump. So he's a Trump partisan. It's like, well, then why'd you pick him? By the way, when we were calling Robert Mueller a hack, we were told we were like unpatriotic, you know, terrorists that needed to be arrested for such things. It's a takedown. It's obvious as day. They're now not only writing about the truth of his mental health in the times, but political had an article just this morning. What would it look like for the Repu- for the democrats to change change candidates at this stage? So, what we've all been theorizing, well, we're going to find out real for soon a a year. What it looks like. <laughs> Now the left-leaning news is starting to say, what would it look like?
1: I wonder what it would look like. Remember two episodes when Joe Manchin threw his hat in the ring if something happened to Biden? Remember that? Right.
2: We've had Gavin and Mm -hmm. Big Mike, I, I should say, David Axelrod came out and was like, I can tell you that in my entire relationship with her going back to our days in Chicago, she's never had any interest in this. He's like, I would be shocked. If she, and the way he said it was, if she would acquiesce, I think it was acquiesce to running. In other words, like they're asking her. She's not down. Which you know, Netflix gave them three hundred million dollars. They own a seaside seaside estate in the Hamptons. They own a castle in Maui. What the hell does she want to have anything to do with DC for? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Unless she, it would just be for ego. Yep. So you got, you got. Cackling, Kamala, Gavin, Joker, Gavin Newsom, and I guess, Manchin so, seem to be the options. Right they're going to invoke the 25th
1: Amendment at some point. They don't have a choice. But the cupboard is so bare if Big Mike's out.
2: So what are they going to do? <laughs> Dude, the only way they'll go to that extreme, if they go to that extreme, then you'll know that he's so badly demented, they couldn't make him stand down. You huh. know what I mean? Huh. To me, it's as simple as if Jill is not a raving, elder abusing psychopath, which she may seem, she kind of seems to be, she should at some point between now and the Democratic convention convince her husband. I don't, you know, I bet if she just said, I don't want to do this anymore, she could maybe convince him. Mm. But y'all people have to keep in mind, dude, this guy, everybody, ta- going back to my point about the way National Review talks about it. You can't assume that he has the ability to be reasoned with. Of course, he's a leftist. None of them have the ability to reason, be reasoned with, but especially somebody who's suffering from dementia. He thinks he's fine. Legitimately yeah. thinks he's fine. And all of this is fine. And everything's fine. Everything's fine, man. So they're not going to convince him. If they, if they have to amendment 25 him, it will be clear, obvious evidence that they could not rein him in. They're not letting this dude run again, unless if they there's another option. If they let him run again, it's because they have completely consigned themselves to the fact that there will be a Donald Trump uh, presidency as the 47th president of the United States. And they're just ready to roll with that and save their powder for four years later.
1: Which I can't imagine them just throwing in the towel, but the Donald Trump tidal wave seems to be coming. So they have plenty
2: of reasons why they might allow that. First of all, because the right,
1: title. which we've talked about. Then Trump can just take the blame when the economy goes in the crapper
2: and when right. disease and When a dollar the... falls apart and you get handed your programmable digital currency, it'll all be Trump's fault. Yeah. But did you see what the Senate pulled in the last 24 hours? If we can switch gears from demented Joe Biden.
1: In, the, in 24 hours? Oh, yeah. I thought we were going to talk about the, uh, the border. The we, fake border I want to talk about both.
2: So we'll start there. So well, the border did Omni have last
1: anything week? to do with this? uh in the last 24 hours he voted for so okay the border bill so, yeah, i have a clip for from from Mitt romney here i was going to play anyway if you want to hear it and then you can reflect on that uh
0: what we will soon take to provide military weapons for ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as united states senators
1: really is it mitt rhino, oh. rhino cook
2: murderous rhino cook so yeah that's the crux of what i was going to get at last week the senate brought up which i think we did talk about right but i didn't have this neat little nugget of information there alleged immigration reform package yeah we talked about it where uh, immigration reform <laughs> we package about
1: it in detail it's right
2: was really more about Ukraine funding, Israel funding, Taiwan funding, basically war funding, and Surveiling then surveilling our own citizens. Like, right, Americans are sur- twenty billion dollars for surveilling American citizens and letting people into the country who came here illegally, legally. Mm-hmm. Right. So that bill is that an oxymoron? <laughs> ended up losing in the Senate. Right, didn't even make it to the House. Did, was How that did had, had lose, that Chisholm? been decided yet? Had that had that vote happened yet? I don't think it had. I think that's what happened right after we talked. We were aware of the I terms think of the deal. You might have said
1: on the show, it's dead. It didn't pass.
2: That's you right. I that. did say it didn't pass, but I didn't know this yet. That's right. I, you hadn't heard it yet, but it was like that morning, it didn't pass or the night before. It lost 50 to 49. Mm. Um, and the most amazing thing about it is so within <laughs> the first 12 hours after it lost, in fact, probably an hour after it lost, Chuck Schumer went on the television and demonized Republicans for their bad faith dealing Mm -hmm. for their trickery for pretending to be bipartisan and trying to work on a bill to only then pull the rug out from under them. Well, that makes sense
1: because you know, he was in favor of the bill.
2: Supposedly you'd think, right? Uh We know Mitch McConnell definitely was all for it until all of a sudden he wasn't Mm. and they killed it. Did you know cable before I texted it to you? That there were actually four Republicans that voted for it, mm-hmm. and an equal number of Democrats who voted against it. And who were the four Democrats, or who was one of them? Let's start with the, Let's start with the Republicans. Okay, first of which would be that gen- gentleman you just uh, played there, Mister Mitt Romney, the Rhino of Rhinos. He voted for the alleged immigration reform package, which was really just eighty billion dollars to Ukraine funding. Senator Murkowski from Alaska and Senator Collins from Maine, obviously. And then the, the, for some reason there's a dude from Oklahoma. That's a Republican that was helping draft that bill with cinema. Who's now an independent. Hmm. And I don't remember the Democrat that was working on it. White house, maybe. Um, so those were the four Republicans on the Democrat side. One of the votes against it was Menendez, the dude who's in trouble right now for stealing gold bars or who for, I'm sorry, being taken bribes in the form of gold bars. Well, he must've been doing that at the direct instruction of none other than Senate majority leader, Chuck Schumer, because Chuck Schumer voted against the bill himself. No way. Look at how's that
1: possible. He's the one that's on TV saying that the Republicans didn't wait. It only didn't pass by how many votes did it need?
2: If he had alone voted, yay. It would have won a majority in the Senate. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they needed 60 votes in the Senate to really get it through because it's such a big because it's a spending bill and that requires mm-hmm. a supermajority. He's on
1: TV saying the Republicans did this and he voted against it.
2: Right, but he voted against <laughs> it. Right, right, like You're right after he ap- right after he voted nay, party. he pushed a button and said, "I vote nay." These Republicans are bastards for voting against this bill. It's the same party. Amazing. So. Hmm. They killed it, never went to the Senate. It's the same party, but I'm still voting Republican. What a weird world we live in. So <laughs> this week, they have put together a nearly $100 billion bill for Ukraine funding. Um, and they voted and passed it last night. 22 Republicans signed on to it. So it actually got enough votes to fund the bill. I feel better for than, our kids. Greater than the necessary 60. It looks likely to be dead on arrival in the House. Mike Johnson has made some Republican-sounding conservative noises about rejecting this boondoggle. Oh, by the way, did you happen to see that today inflation was up 0.2% higher than the um, Wall Street people thought? No, so but I did the-
1: see Vladimir Putin talking with Tucker Carlson about the U.S. dollar and the bleak outlook that it has. Like, yeah, it's in big trouble. Like- The rest of the world's laughing at it right now. Right.
2: So so Joe's claiming inflation's going down. Meanwhile, it's at 3.1% in January over the year prior. So it's still above the targeted 2% rate by a whole, by 50%. It's 50% higher than what we want it to be, which of course at no point has inflation reversed. So that means that everything is more expensive than a year ago, which was more expensive than the year before that, which was more expensive than the year before that. So when Joe tells you that he's, fixed inflation that hasn't been the case in his entire tenure and it's worse than they thought it was in january but the senate feels the need the senate uniparty to vote for 90 billion dollars to fight against mr putin in a war that has nothing to do with us um and then jd vance god bless him the senator from ohio first term senator from ohio that wrote that book uh, hillbilly elegy who um Really doesn't mess around. Uh, from what I can tell, he dropped a bomb yesterday by explaining that there's a there's a provision in this bill. Are you are you aware of what I'm about to get on, get into? No. Here? There's a provision in the Ukraine spending bill. Before you do that, let me
1: let me throw one thing in. One other thought from Tucker Carlson and Putin. So and and the the, the media is not reporting on this. So we're passing this hundred billion dollar spending bill, right? <laughs> the media. Conveniently leaves out the fact that the underlying theme from the whole Tucker Carlson Putin interview was that he wants to negotiate. Right. He wants to negotiate. He doesn't want to yeah. do the war thing anymore. And he has he since day one.
2: Did we? I mean, did, and, we might have actually. We're like,
1: no, we don't want to negotiate. We got to build more bombs. More bombs.
2: He had a deal with Zelensky like six months after this nightmare started. And Boris Johnson, the former prime minister who was supposed to be a Trump like, you know, conservative figure in the UK. Flew his ass out there and told Zelensky, you can't sign that that deal. Hmm. And napalm the whole thing. That was news at the time. And Putin just reiterated it to, to uh, Tucker. And, of course, the American media says that he's just doing Tucker's bidding. It's like, and well, that Tucker's not a journalist. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There was a great Babylon Bee headline that said, journalists confused by journalists doing journalism. <laughs> right. Anyway this poison pill thing in this Senate bill said that if passed, any president who withholds these funds can be immediately impeached for it. So it doesn't have to be a high crime or misdemeanor. They were going to, they put in the bill because you remember Mm. Trump made his phone, his perfect phone call where he threatened to withhold Ukraine aid, which he ultimately ended up paying to try to muscle some hunter biden evidence out of the out of ukraine which was unnecessary because the evidence was already inside the department of justice at the time but at least there they had the argument that he was strong-arming the ukraine for political dirt on his adversary forget about the fact you know that hillary clinton had a lawyer lie and make such things up or spy i guess yeah, the bill includes a writer in it that says that refusing to fund the money that they have come up with would be an impeachable, impeachable offense by a future president. So, J.D. Vance, let the world know that. Does the world care? Uh, they should. But they probably... The you awake, know what? The, the world, world probably...
1: Care. Half the world probably doesn't care because they're probably like, uh, you know... Yeah, impeach Trump. When he comes in and says withholding
2: them. Yep, impeach him. Dude, he's storming to... <laughs> If they pull it off, if they they know damn good and well that it's not even worth trying to rig this one. They they're just that's so. Getting back to my point about them like letting Joe go ahead and run and get his ass kicked rather than you know ruin their powder on a Gavin or somebody who they may run in the future and risking him getting destroyed by Trump the Trump train that's coming. This is the kind of crap they're doing now. Is trying to slip things into bills to hamstring him. Right. Like, I don't remember what it was the other day, but CBS had a, a news report about how the deep I mean, literally about how like the military industrial complex could set up processes before Trump took office to, you know, limit his authority and, and box him in, basically. Um, Shocker. That's that's where they're at is like, we're resigned to the fact he's coming. How do we keep him from doing to us what we've been doing to him for eight years? Basically, this is right. the bottom line. Right? We how do we keep him from asses, putting man. us all in jail for our crimes and corruption? Yeah, that's where they're at. Um, how about
1: a uh, let's? Oh, wait, I have a text oh, here. That I wanted says, to say. Put I have a text here from you that says, "Bring up uh, John Cornyn, put John Cornyn right. that Rhino Cuck on the run sheet." So, what is that for?
2: <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> this, what the text says: John Cornyn voted for that Ukraine bill that had the note in it. Yeah, Ted Cruz didn't. God bless him. But yeah, John Cornyn did. Remember when John Cornyn voted for gun control, despite being a Texan? (sighs) Thank God
1: we're getting rid of John Cornyn after this uh, term. Are we? Yeah, he he said he was done. Right, he had said he wasn't
2: running for re-election, but that's... He's not recanted that? Like, he's out? I I guess that's why we never hear a word about him. Because he just sits in there and he makes his uniparty votes because they've got him by the balls. (sighs) terrible. Terrible.
1: Uh, how about a little comedy, Chisholm? That, let's,
2: let's brighten everyone's day with a,
1: just a little comedic genius here from uh, Sonny Hostin. Is it Hostin or Houston or Hostin? How do you say the gal from The View? What's her What's her last name? Sonny. I'm trying to come up with a clever joke, and all I could really come up with is just hope. So, uh, uh, old Sonny, she did a little, uh, what is it? The thing... Uh, 21 and me or <laughs> I'm butchering that thing that well
2: PBS does. has a tv show where they dig into your like ancestry for you
1: yeah but you 23 know. and me Well, you anyone can do it you yeah can just 23 and them.
2: me is just the blood test thing you do in the mail but she okay. went on that tv show that uh. they they unveil for you on television your ancestry mm. Did yeah, you know well, like Ladanian Tomlinson did it Mm-mm. and you know found out that his you know ancestry in the late 1800s were slaves in texas and they went back to the place that you know his great 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 grandfather had been you know enslaved on and
1: huh yeah well it didn't go well for sunny she didn't get what she wanted out of the deal
2: right she was
0: you know i was really reluctant i don't know how you felt when you did it Whoopi, but i was really reluctant to do it because i just because
2: i knew i was a white girl
0: there could be something in my family history that would be um disappointing um, negative. It's
2: disappointing. To negative. find out I'm white. Yes.
0: I thought I was going to have
2: that. She's half, moment. by the way. And
0: Skip had asked me to do it for More a long time, half. and I finally decided to do it because I thought it'd be helpful for my children and my children's children to know what their real, real history was, you know. But what I found out was that my mother's family, while um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade mm-hmm. had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao, and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so the biz, the family business, I had been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were, in fact, enslavers. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh. my mother <laughs> so oh, I fell over the audience. It was deeply disappointing.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, Sonny. But did you know that? In the next clip, she says that she still believes in reparations, even though her family were enslavers, <laughs> that she should get reparations. She should have to pay
2: them. Oh, she, she said she should still get them? Oh,
1: she said she should get them because she's half black.
2: She's not half black. Her father's lineage tracks back to Spain as well. So she might be like a quarter. Well, maybe. Whatever right. she says, she's Odom, just like everyone else. Her and Whoopi. I know. I heard. I saw that she still supports them. I didn't know she specifically said supports her own self profiting from them. But well, yeah, she considers you know, it was herself really African American. The, the best so part she supports was, getting them. The best part you didn't play was where Joy Behar tells her, "Well, you aren't responsible for what they did." And it's like, hey, <gasps> what? That's a that's a novel concept. Oh, I wish play. I would. I didn't have that clip. I didn't hear what? that. That is a. How perfect is that? Yeah, huh? Yeah, she talked about she talked about on the on the actual PBS You're not show.
1: Responsible for what they did? Oh, wait, wait, wait. When, so <laughs> then nobody's owed reparations because none of us are responsible for any of that stuff.
2: On the actual PBS episode she was on for this, he hits her with all this stuff, and she goes, "Well, and you know, I knew which." She kind of hints at and talking to Whoopi right there, like she didn't really want to go on it because she knew there were some things she might not want to find out, which were basically that she was white. That's what she didn't want to find out because it turns out her mother, who she said identified as both black and Puerto Rican, is real fair skinned and has like blue eyes. Which Good is a Spanish slave trader. Genetic traits that Your you mother. find in people with heavy uh, African descent. But, you know, hey, I bet she was a looker. Um, yeah, she found out that not surprisingly, her very white mom actually was white. <laughs> and apparently she was real stoked to find out. It's actually kind of cool cuz my dad and my mom both have Spanish heritage, so they have that thing in common. And it's like they both got that slave trader blood in them.
1: <laughs> so it's so cool. I'm so proud of that. No, you just got a bombshell delivered that wrecked your world and you're like, "How can I spin this into something good?" Because there's nothing good about it.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's further evidence, dude. I, that's that whole I mean that show's obviously scripted. There was an agenda there. There is a move away from hardcore DEI, Marxist, you know, there's a big move in corporate America, in the culture, away from the idea that we should be demonizing white people. That's not to say that it's over yet, but the pendulum, as we talked about last week, has reached its apex and is maybe starting to descend and fall back and swing the other way. Uh, It'll take time. But more importantly, as MoFax predicted, these radical ladies who uh, prefer their feelings over facts seem to be getting taken out one at a time. Speaking of, can we transition to Fanny?
1: No, we can transition to trans and then we can transition to Fanny. But first, there's a mass shooting. Like, isn't there usually Isn't that followed up by a ton of outrage? Generally, unless, oh, unless of course it's a church of white people and it's a trans person that's doing the shooting because that's what happened over the weekend at one of the biggest churches in the country, Joel Olstein's church, right? You'd think that would be national news. It's only Joel Olstein. He's the one of the most, probably the most famous Christian pastor right now, wouldn't you I'm say? I'm not going
2: to call him that. Okay. Well, he stands on a stage and he preaches stuff, but sure. Christian pastor. Evangelical—he's sure probably the face of the evangelical church right now. We go, take he's the face of something called prosperity gospel, okay. which is not evangelicalism. But go ahead—he's misrepresenting what he's doing. Right? We'll leave it at that. He right—he likes the money.
0: He likes the money. He likes to
2: talk about Jesus a little bit.
1: I don't even know if he actually. So, i would
2: be really interested to see if he ever says his name.
1: Anyway, his church. There's a shooter that comes in. With a backpack and a long rifle. And a kid. And a seven-year-old kid. And it is a woman, but she identifies as Jeffrey. Well, two dudes, I think they were off-duty cops, shot her down before she could kill anyone. But she had actually started shooting. But you won't know that because the media doesn't report on the fact that all of these recent shootings are done by trans people. Wonder why? Yep. Wonder why? Yeah, I uh, because you're the most mentally ill people in society. You have to be to to call yourself the opposite gender. I mean, we, okay, yeah, you're you're literally you're mentally effed, and you don't live a happy existence. So you're the first ones that I would think would be shooting up a church. And here's another example of it, and the media is silent. Nobody says a word about it. Praise God for those two dudes that killed her. Yeah, no, her. Biological female.
2: Yeah, Jeffrey. I, I, I saw that this morning and immediately, to your point, thought, well, I guess that's the last we'll hear of this. Uh-huh. Exactly. Saw the part about the, the trans part. Yeah, the story came out yesterday. So, Oh, well, she brought her kid to guess the, probably to came out the Sunday Sunday shooting, which but.
1: is just, that's a new kink in their thing, you know? Haven't heard that one before. No. Well, oh, and the kid got shot. So that that is sad. So I think he's in critical condition. Yeah, it's terrible. But now can we your talk about Fanny? Your mass, uh, shooting. Yeah, we can. We can uh, transition to Fanny.
2: Thank God. That's a terrible story, by the way. Uh, even with the trans angle. So, Trump, derangement syndrome cases attempting to take him out are imploding all across the board last week the supreme court heard oral argument oral arguments from an attorney representing the state of colorado attempting to take donald trump off the colorado ballot and i have heard plenty of the questioning from the justices and plenty of analysis of how it went and it was, it was pretty Justice much
1: roberts that actually
2: gave a sound opinion all on of that. them every single one of them ripped this guy a new butthole, including, including the leftists, uh, justice Kagan, which anybody who has any awareness or sort of familiarity with Supreme court jurisprudence will say that justice Kagan is by far the smartest, um, on the, on that side of the aisle. And one of, one of the most, one of the most sound legal scholars, you know, that you could hope for now. Mm -hmm. she, is a progressive and her progressive viewpoint infects and impacts her, uh, judicial decision-making, but nobody questions how damn smart she is. She's like real, real smart. Right. She ripped him a new one. Uh, actually, um, diversity hire, uh, in chief. Brown. Uh, yeah. Katanji Brown Jackson ripped him a new one. And apparently I think even Sotomayor had a, a gouge or two at him. Um, K- Gorsuch, Gorsuch, Gorsuch humiliated the guy. Gorsuch worked him over, beat him like a rented mule. Um, man, it was it was fun to listen to. He he basically just berated him. Like if you can imagine, you know what you've sort of seen in like a crime drama of a lawyer getting, you know, chastised by the judge in the courtroom, and and just getting like talked down to and scolded and bitched around. That's what Gorsuch did this poor sap.
1: Hmm.
2: And the thing is, there's like five different reasons why this shouldn't be allowed constitutionally. And all of those reasons got put on display. And and from the left hand side, for example, one of their arguments is that it's it's 14th Amendment concerns uh about like him having um that's the equal protection clause, I believe. About him having like uh like taking people's right to vote away um by doing what he did.
1: what, yeah. what did he do again? I the last the last time like I he, he saw this clip dis- and trans- play on he the media dis- was that he told everyone to go home.
2: He tried to he tried to disenfranchise people who voted against him by claiming that the thing was rigged. So that they claim is an equal protection clause problem while they're simultaneously doing that to all of his voters. Well, here's the news flash. Uh he was right. Yeah, yeah, well, let's <laughs> set that let's set that part aside. Interesting thing, I was listening to I think with uh I think it was Cruz talking about this breakdown. The interesting thing about the 14th Amendment angle they're trying to lean on is they're trying to argue that this that a state can take a dude off the ballot for federal office based on federal law vis-a-vis the 14th Amendment. Well, see, the problem that they ran into with the progressive caucus is the 14th Amendment has always been the cudgel for centralizing power within the federal government and taking it away from the states. So they were like, so how, how are we going to, you know, how are you going to square that circle? Right. Meanwhile, there's the question of he hasn't even been charged with an insurrection. Doesn't Congress have to come up with some bill to, blah, blah. blah? Um, it, dude, it was just full of holes. He got annihilated and destroyed. And there's basically there's no doubt it's gonna lose. Then Cruz, for example, thought that they would render a judgment by the end of the month. Um, he still think he was like he's seventy percent sure it'll be nine to nothing. Worst case scenario, it's eight to one, and so do my oral side with the state of Colorado. But even an eight to one decision, I mean, if they get eight to one to swap this out, that's really what it needs to sort of just put the matter to bed, right? The last thing you would want would be like 5 4 with Robert siding with the liberals. And then, you know, they'd be like, well, Trump appointed three of these, and the whole court is, you know, now invalid or whatever. It
1: also sets the precedent for, you know, sends a message to the rest of the states hey, we're not
2: going to put up with this. You try it if you want. Well, that was one of the big arguments Corsairs was making. It was like, so you guys make this argument on these grounds, and then somebody else decides to take Biden off for some other grounds, many of which would be entirely valid (laughs) just you know know, arguable at least if this is right so Maine, you shut up quit quit your bitching and moaning yeah it squashes all of it if they rule against this enjoy your lobster rolls and shut the hell up right it's It's all all dead in the water um so that one's going out the window um i read right before we got on although i haven't really read the full details that crazy person jack smith so jack smith is the federal prosecutor appointed to go after trump on these like the on the florida case which is related to the confidential documents the the secret document stuff and then and then and then which is the one i always forget what it's about what has he got going on in dc i know i just glitched out play through it whatever case he's facing in dc jack smith's on that one too um it's related to the january 6th stuff but they didn't charge him with insurrection your computer glitched out a second ago. Now you're just glitching out. You still can't hear me?
1: No, I can hear you, but you just don't know what you're, what you you where you're trying to go. Oh, no,
2: I'm glitching out. It's the one I always forget. I don't know exactly what the charge is in D.C., but it's related to January 6th. They didn't charge him with insurrection, but they're charging him with similar stuff to the way they charged all the other people who stormed in there, inciting a riot or something. I don't know. This is the one where he's like before the Supreme Court right now trying to request presidential immunity. Uh, executive immunity because he was in office at the time, even though he'd already been voted out, blah, blah, blah. But
1: that's the only the
2: one at this point that's any threat of even making it to trial. And even that's a stretch at this point. But Jack Smith today criticized the judge in the Florida documents case, who's taking his sweet time with it. Cause you know, Megan Kelly will point out like when you have a whole bunch of confidential documents there's a whole bunch of motions and hearings and consultation that has to be done to figure out who can even look at these things. Can the judge be granted clearance to look at these things? And then if he can, what about the prosecutor and the defense counsel? and blah, 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 blah. Like, what can we say in court? Well, what can't we say in court? So it's going to be such a complicated case. It had no chance of ever going in time. Anyway, Jack Smith in startling move denounces the judge. This is the prosecutor talking about a federal judge denounces the judge in documents case as quote wrong and a perpetrator of quote manifest injustice. Jack Smith was a, a complete joke of a human being before they rose him up to these ranks. They had him doing work in international court in the Hague over in Switzerland mm-hmm. because his career and his reputation in the United States had been so badly destroyed. The last time he took a case before the Supreme court, And got completely worked over and embarrassed by them because he was trying to rig a case in that instance as well. And it didn't go well for him. So he's a loser. He's the kind of guy that you get when you're trying to make false claims against ex presidents. The court case, the the documents case, is not going to make it to trial before November. The DC case is so gummed up in appeals and things that it's looking like it's very unlikely to come before then as well. And that brings us to Fanny. Any questions about any of those before I get to my favorite no. my favorite soap opera of all time? So juicy. <sighs> we didn't talk about her last week. Um, but you wanted those, to. Those who've been keeping up know that uh, a couple of weeks ago, a hearing was set for this Thursday, actually, the day after Valentine's Day. The only thing that would have made it better, just like Travis catching the touchdown to win against the Niners, and getting his big smooch from Taylor at the end. The only thing that could have made this made-for-TV drama even better is if they had scheduled the hearing for tomorrow for Valentine's Did Day. Did that kiss instead, taste like adrenochrome? <laughs> instead, it's only... The- <laughs> <laughs> I saw that meme. Instead, it's the day after Valentine's Day. Um, Fanny filed a motion. So, okay, so so this this defendant in the Trump-RICO case named Roman, his attorney filed... He, she's the one that brought forth. He, he slash she are the ones that brought forth the whole allegations of the affair between the district attorney and the guy she selected to be the special prosecutor. And then the next weekend, she finally goes into a church and calls everybody a bunch of racists. Um, the grace then black women. Yeah. Then in the women. right, they're the saviors. Then in the divorce trial between, the special prosecutor Wade and his wife, it actually does come out unequivocally that he was buying airfare and hotel stays and stuff for her and cruises. So now the evidence is undeniable. Yep. That happened. then that case gets settled because Soros or somebody swooped in and paid her off to make her go away. Um, so that sealed that matter up, but it didn't take away the motion that was filed to dismiss both Fannie Willis and the case entirely for this uh, apparent conflict of interest. And so she filed a motion in rebuttal saying that the, that she should not be subpoenaed to testify that neither should Nathan Wade, that the whole matter should be dismissed, that there's nothing wrong with the case. She, she's not stepping down. This is all just a political witch hunt. This is rumor mill and gossip. There is no conflict of interest here. She tried to point out that two of the defense lawyers in the case have a relationship and that if they can have a relationship, somehow these prosecutors who are, who are charging crimes can't either, which if you can't see the apples and oranges comparison there, I don't know how to help you. Right. Like it's, that's where, so the prosecutor has to, uh, has to prevent creating even the appearance of a conflict of interest. That means that there doesn't actually have to be a conflict of interest as a prosecutor, given our desire for our, 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 natural predisposition in the United States towards liberty and protecting the innocent. You cannot even have the appearance of corruption from a prosecutor or you got problems, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas she's trying to claim that paying this dude while they're boning doesn't even create an actual conflict of interest. She doesn't even want to address the possibility that it's the appearance. Somehow these defendants having a relationship is, I mean, it's just irrelevant, right? But she had her, she had her her uh, paramour, Mr. Wade, include in her in her motion an affidavit, a sworn affidavit, where he claimed, "Yep, turns out we have a personal relationship, but did not did not, did not start until after we brought the K after he was hired in November of twenty one, I think, is when that was. Wait a second, I think I
1: saw some stuff saying they've been boning since twenty
2: nineteen. Mm. So that's you 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 hold on, you're jumping ahead." So she files this motion where he claims in sworn testimony and sworn affidavit that they didn't have a relationship the day she hired him. But yes, we have one now. So all the, under oath. Well, sworn affidavit, whatever. Maybe, maybe not. Is. Right. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, let's, let's just, first of all, let's give him, let's pretend that he, that's the truth. Okay. So they, they started doing it shortly after November of 2021. Uh, Over the next two years, she proceeded to pay him over $700,000, twice as much as it turns out as either of the two prosecutors on the case that she appointed to work for him, who are the actual experts who know this type of law, who are more qualified than he was, including a day where he billed 24 hours at $250 an hour in November of, I think, 22 or maybe even last year in 23. He billed 24 hours one day to the state of Georgia while... It's a given, and they now acknowledge they had a, quote, personal relationship, and he was buying her flights and uh, cruises and stuff. Then he also claimed that they've split their travel expenses together, quote, roughly, equally. Roughly. How rough are we talking about, bro? Mm. <laughs> how rough? The main thing, and I, you know, so I, so I read last so, week, so, Ashley. So you're going to tell me that you worked 24
1: straight hours. That's what he's saying so what kind of Mercedes, you going, cocaine right. or like snorting Adderall right. or like what were you doing for right. the 24 like you're doing something how, how high some quality uppers,
2: was the work product that the citizens of the state of Georgia were getting from you if you grinded 24 hours straight that's the point right is like yeah. their defense is well how were you studying habits s- in college cuz i definitely had times where i was up for 24 hours right and i wasn't absorbing anything at that point they're trying to claim that because she hired him before they started doing it that means there's no problem here. But then she proceeded to pay him over $700,000 with all of this screwy about 24-hour days and stuff. And it's like, dude, I don't even care when you hired him. This relationship is a problem in this case. It presents, as Ashley Merchant points out. So Ashley Merchant is the attorney for this guy. And I've already told you all about how the dude that brought this thing forward was actually the one out of 19 who the special grand jury that she rigged against the whole thing even said we shouldn't bring charges against him so he was like the perfect guy to bring this forward turns out he hired and again i think this is all made for tv the president of the georgia bar associations criminal defense attorneys uh, defense attorney uh, chapter hmm. so she's the pres- she's the top presumably most notor- not- noteworthy popular criminal defense attorney in the state of Georgia. Ashley Merchant is not to be trifled with. Um, she filed a brief in response to this BS try attempt to dismiss all this. And I, I read indi- the entire thing last it. week. It's, it's, it's indismissible. <laughs> I, read, I read the entire thing last week and they were trying to say that no evidentiary hearing, hearing was necessary because there is no conflict of interest. Period. Full stop. We're done. Even though okay. they admitted in their affidavit, yeah, we're sleeping together. So she's making the point. There's plenty of need for an evidentiary hearing because, first of all, they never disclosed this relationship, which is by, v- required by law in the state of Georgia. Until we put them to the sword, now they're claiming it didn't start till after he hired her. But why do we trust him? Them? We should be given the opportunity to t- to require testimony, especially given that. Oh, by the way, I happen to have his former law partner prepared to testify to your point earlier that he was aware of their affair and relationship going back to 2019. Mm. Oh, by the way, I also happen to have her former roommate who worked for her in the DA's office for a time, also ready to testify that they used to sleep together in some safe house paid for by the government (laughs) going back to 2019. These people are ready to testify at a hearing, which means there's a question about the evidence. Which raises questions about everything that they've submitted, which obviously, per, per, you know, undermines their entire premise that this should be dismissed because he was hired after the fact. And I searched; I'm reading the whole thing, thinking, please, at some point, make the point that it doesn't even matter when he was hired; it's corrupt anyway. And she finally did in like one paragraph. She was like, "Oh, by the way, he's continuing to make a ton of money and buying her gifts with it as this thing goes on and on. And the longer it goes on, the more money he makes and the more kickbacks she gets. So it's corrupt, whether or not." it was the case that they were dating before or after the hiring in the first place. So that finally came out. Oh, by the way, there's a lawyer that's going to be testifying on Thursday that wrote a book about all of this, that she contributed to. They've already written a book about the, the, you know, Donald Trump's Georgia election interference that, that the, the prosecuting attorney, the district attorney who brought the case forward contributed to, and you know, Was interviewed for that's already been published. That's if you're a district attorney, you can't go in public and say that sob is guilty. You can't do that. It's prejudicing a potential jury pool, right? Right. Like it's a it's a violation of due process, man. The thing that shocks me the worst is that between her, meaning Fannie Willis's initial motion, and then there was a what's called an amicus curiae brief, which means friend of the court, where. 17 ethics professionals, legal ethics professionals all got together and they filed a brief in this matter, trying to add to the argument as like uninterested, you know, just citizens. And they made, as Ashley Merchant spells out in her rebuttal, four primary arguments, as she says, all of which were just policy, none of which were related to law at all. And like the first one was like, it would cost more money to delay it. And she's like, you think it'll cost more money to do this right the first time? with an impartial prosecutor then if I, you know, if I take this thing under due process violations all the way to the Supreme court, that's pretty speculative. <laughs> it's like, yeah, girl. Mm. Um, what was the other highlight I just had? Uh, so, I mean, the end result is that the, the thing is dead in the water. There's so much corruption here. The it's current, done. the current result is that as of, I think yesterday, the judge in the case finally ruled on the motion to try to dismiss these claims the Fannie was trying to file a motion to dismiss the need for a hearing this thursday about whether or not there's potential conflict of interest here yeah and so the judge had to rule on that so everything i've already laid out was this part of the, the the case right he ruled on monday yeah we're having an evidentiary hearing on thursday because from what there is already admitted on the record, there is enough potential evidence here to dismiss her as the prosecutor as the district attorney in the case, so and if
1: she is dismissed
2: which she will be right yeah, I be. think that she's unless these witnesses roll over and refuse to cooperate somehow um she'll probably lose her job, oh, I think dude, I think the trouble has. I don't even think the trouble has begun. So, How
1: me. does this affect Trump? Like, is, is this thing going to be
2: dead in the water? The drama that has already been stirred up already pretty much means there's no way in hell it goes to trial before November. But yeah. if she gets removed, which I'm 99% sure she will, the delay of finding a new prosecutor willing to take this dog ass case. Here's the thing. The dude that wrote the book, the the, the attorney that wrote the book that she contributed to about this, she actually offered him the job first and he wouldn't take it. (laughs) That's when she had to resort to to hiring Nathan Wade. Why do you think she ended up, why do you think the only attorney she could find to run point on this disaster was the dude she was screwing in the first place who had zero experience in Rico cases? Because there wasn't a lawyer in Georgia with a bar license, no matter how anti-Trump you know woke they were, who wanted to touch this thing with a 10-foot pole, man. So she's going to get disqualified. Most likely, her entire office is going to get disqualified, which then means that the state of Georgia is going to have to try to find a prosecutor, a district attorney, from outside of this district to step in. I don't think they're going to find one. This thing is just going to get, if it even, it might get, get the whole case dismissed. Worst case scenario, it just drags out. With no momentum whatsoever until the election. I mean, what,
1: that's a worse look for them is so all of this, this stain that this uh, scandal is created, and then they're going to go find another district attorney to try to actually take it, take, take it to court. Nobody wants to do that. They're going to just have to say. That's what I'm saying.
2: They're going to have to Sometimes. retreat. Like it's, it's I don't, over. I don't think I don't think they'll find somebody. And what, and part of the reason they won't find anybody is because the case is so tenuous. Lose, even if they find someone else, so what, right, what, what? they could very well find another prosecutor who takes one look at it and says this case should have never been brought in the, brought in the first place, and I'm dismissing it. Hmm. That's probably what's going to happen to save face. To your point, as a state,
1: yeah. but
2: when I say her trouble has just begun, Nathan Wade. If these other people are telling the truth and are willing to testify to it, lied in an affidavit, to your point, before a court in in the state in which he has a bar license. That dude's getting disbarred. That was a sworn affidavit that he was willing to contribute to cover her ass. He's screwed. His former law partner, who also, check this out, represented him initially in his divorce case. So one of the things Ashley Merchant had to be extremely clear about was he, this is not attorney-client privilege information because before he'd ever filed for divorce as a personal friend and business associate, he was aware of their affair. Like she had to make sure to clarify that because later this same dude, who's going to testify on Thursday represented the guy initially in his divorce case. Apparently they're not friends anymore. Wonder why. Right. So he's totally screwed. That'll pretty much be the wrap on him. They might end up being charged with Rico themselves as we've testified, talked about before. Yeah, you got to go put a ball on this at the same time. There is a Senate committee in Georgia coming together to look into all of her corruption. And there are people from her office and former employees that she has recently fired coming out of the woodworks prepared to blow the whistle and testify as to her malfeasance on spending across the board on all kinds of stuff. Federal dollars that her district has been given, state dollars that her district has been given, her funneling money to people bypassing procurement policies and procedures, which she did in this case, but also in other arenas. Like, dude, she'll be lucky if she's not in jail when it's all said and done. So I'm done.
1: And I will still be the guy that is skeptical because I don't think the Democrats ever are held responsible in the court of public opinion. Bro. Sure, they are but she's dude, a Democrat in a Literally red murder. Remember Epstein know,
2: didn't kill himself. Yeah. She's a Democrat in a red state and who committed state state. I crimes. am cautiously optimistic. So,
1: but I think the case she's is in dead. trouble
2: either way. If I she was in so. DC, if this whole thing was in DC and she was a part of the U S department of justice, I'd agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. But she's a district attorney for the state of Georgia and they're not going to be happy with any of this stuff. Now she might get her. replaced, just like she replaced a corrupt prosecutor. They may, she may, they may elect another pro- corrupt plot, corrupt prosecutor from Fulton County, but she's toast. Hmm.
1: Good. Well, thank you for staying on top of that. It is a fascinating story that continues to develop every week. There's, there's I'm, 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 I, I've told you. I love it. It's my. It is my my guilty pleasure. I read the updates, but you're like fully immersed in this thing. So. That the brief I read last week was very long. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for episode 162, I believe. Yeah, 162 of Justified Pursuit. We do have a uh, an interview taped with uh, Ohio. Um, she is a commissioner, county commissioner in Ohio, uh, Nikki Frenchco. We recorded that. We are going to – we'll just release that as a separate show, uh, Chisholm. How about two shows next week? We'll put one out like Monday or Tuesday, and then we'll uh, do our normal Thursday release. Because okay. I think it's like 45 minutes long, so it's a good... Right, it's long enough to stand alone, and this one yeah, was long. it's a good interview. And uh, the stuff that these, once again, leftists were doing to her in these meetings, going into the women's bathroom and taking pictures of her used feminine products to try to embarrass her...
0: It's really unbelievable. She was awesome. Yeah, yeah to I think everybody's
2: good. And to yeah. your point, we're talking about a community of like 50,000 people in Northeast Ohio, dude. where the corruption is as bad as anything you ever hear about out of dc they had her
1: arrested at the meeting so anyway we'll play that uh i'll release that one monday or tuesday of next week and then we'll have our normal thursday show as well but that's going to do it for episode 162 of justified pursuit for chisholm cook i am cable smith we will see you guys next week
2: the season of revelation is upon us indeed hopefully not the biblical type if, if that happens, I'm cool with it at this point. Grave
0: digger. <laughs> when you dig my grave, Would you make a shallow so I can feel the right? rain? Grave digger.